Welcome to Inside the NCAA, I'm Jack Ford. As with so many organizations struggling to confront the disruption caused by the coronavirus pandemic, the NCAA has been subjected to a number of challenges. Among those challenges, issues surrounding eligibility, both continuing eligibility and importantly, initial eligibility. So we thought to help you understand some of the adaptations that are being made by the NCAA, we would talk about all that. And to help us understand that, we are delighted to be joined by Felicia Martin, who is the NCAA Vice President of the Eligibility Center. Felicia, it's always nice to see you. Hi, Jack. Good to see you, too. And I hope you are well. I am. Thank right. you for asking. I hope oh. um, you and your family are well as well. We are indeed. Always good to hear that. So let, let's do this. To frame our conversation here, before we get to the specific adapt adaptations that are being made by the Eligibility Center, Give us a sense, for people who are new to this, give us a sense about the Eligibility Center. What's its purpose and how does it function? The Eligibility Center is the one-stop shop for student athletes who are interested in attending college and competing in college sports. Um, at the Eligibility Center, we welcome students into the NCAA family by gathering some information, academic, sport participation, and working with our member schools uh, to certify the students to receive scholarships, um, be able to practice and compete. As, as I mentioned in the introduction, there are, are so many disruptions that are being yeah. caused for so many organizations across this country. And the, the NCA, as we know, has been struggling with these. In, in focusing on issues of eligibility, including the concept of initial eligibility, generally speaking, what has the Eligibility Center decided to do here? The corona pandemic has led to sweeping changes and disruptions in all aspects of life. And academics is one of those areas, much like other organizations and businesses, we needed to make certain that we were supporting the health and well-being of our staff and their families first, and then our focus um, to student athletes. Um, at the Eligibility Center, what we've done is come up with a number of solutions to help student athletes um, to, to function and navigate through um, what we're up against with the pandemic. Let's talk about some of those, some of the problems and some of the solutions then, the adaptations that the NCA has made. Uh, first off, we know that so many high schools have either actually closed or are working on a, in a distance learning model, an online mm -hmm. learning model, a significant disruption, obviously, to the academic model. So what, what is the NCA and, and the Eligibility Center doing with regard to those scenarios? Because of this incredibly bizarre circumstance, the Eligibility Center will not require a separate review of distance or e-learning programs used for spring 2020 or summer 2020 in response to the closures due to COVID-19. Um, students are encouraged to complete their NCAA core courses through the channels of instruction that their high schools, their districts, and their state departments of education outline for them. Jack, we have approximately 40,000 different high schools in our database. And so our empathy doesn't just um, focus on the student athlete and our member institutions, but also to our high school community. As we talk about our nation's unsung heroes and people who are fighting on the front lines, our teachers, our administrators are there. So the ECE, we're dedicated to be here, to be a compassionate partner as we navigate this. 
One of the things that are mentioned here is is what's been described as a, a COVID-19 automatic waiver. What does that mean? Yes. The automatic waiver. Um, I'm so excited to be here to share some good news. Um, again, because of all the disruptions and the different things that are going on within the globe and around our nation that can impact education and the opportunities that students have, um, we've taken a hard look at where our initial eligibility standards are, um, worked with D1 and D2 governance structures, and what we've done is decided to make some adjustments, to make some modifications um, to that initial eligibility standard. For incoming student athletes, the COVID-19 automatic waiver is available to all college-bound student athletes expected to graduate this spring or summer 2020. It's applicable to domestic, international, and homeschool students. We try to think about every student and in every situation possible. So what we're going to do with the COVID-19 automatic waiver is for Division One student athletes, you will need to meet the core course progression requirement. That's a 10-7 before start of seventh semester, and then present a 2.3 or higher GPA. For our D2 student athletes, you need to complete 10 core course units before the start of the seventh semester and present a 2.2 or higher GPA. We're not requiring ACT or SAT this year. Because of the COVID-19 disruptions, we wanted to be sure that we weren't asking for a requirement that students could not present. This is an exception only for spring 2020 and summer 2020. All right, let me, let me focus on some of the specifics here, okay, and let you explain them for us. And let yeah. me start with, with, I'm sure, what might be, many student athletes might feel is this could be a, a very difficult technical issue for them, and that is getting access to their documents. If their schools are closed, or even if they're doing online learning, getting into the office, getting access to the documents may well be virtually or actually impossible. So what's being done for them? Well, for high schools working remotely, they can continue to upload official documents to the student athletes EC account. Um, that's a mechanism that our high school administrators have enjoyed for the last couple of years. But as you mentioned, as many students have schools that are closed and don't have access to those actual official records, what we're doing for spring 2020 and summer 2020 is that students can start uploading unofficial documents um, sent from the email address associated with that student's eligibility center account. Um, we're actually even waiving the required official proof of graduation for those seniors expected to graduate this semester. One of the other concerns I'm sure that students are having is that Many schools have said, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to continue our learning process, but we're going to, to restructure it, and we're going to work off of a pass-fail or some sort of modified pass-fail system. Now, you mentioned before there are certain basic requirements in terms of a, a GPA um, for people coming out of a high school. So if, if I am a, a high school senior and a prospective student athlete, I'm probably looking at that and saying, oh no, what does this mean? If I'm pass fail, how is this gonna impact? Is this gonna harm me in some fashion? What's the answer to that? It will absolutely not harm the students. So this semester, spring 2020 and summer 2020, what we've done is for NCAA approved core courses that have issued a pass, the eligibility center will apply that credit 
earned in that class towards the core course requirement and the student certification. We understand that this is a difficult situation and a stressful time for students and their parents, and the EC has worked diligently to ensure that the best possible outcome for college-bound student athletes and for our member schools has been worked out. So that pass will be accepted in the core courses. How about if I'm a, a sophomore or, or junior and I'm engaged in a pass-fail system and I'm looking down the road saying, will this impact me a year from now, two years from now, when I'm looking for my initial eligibility? How about that? This is going to apply to all students, not just this year's seniors who complete the NCAA required courses, but for sophomores and juniors as well. So every student who's impacted by COVID-19, the spring 2020 and summer 2020 requirements, these modifications will apply to them as well. Let me come back to one other area that, that you had touched on in terms of documentation and, and verifications. Okay. How about proof of graduation? Something, a graduation might not be happening. So what is the NCAA gonna do in terms of an adaptation for that? The proof of graduation is not required this year. Um, as always, we'd love to have as many of those documents as possible, but upon this point of certification, you do not have to have that. Let me go back to something that you touched on before, and, and that was the notion of the SAT test, the ACT mm -hmm. test, and we have seen uh, when we talk about disruption, uh, it has involved that type of organizations, those organizations, it's involved scheduling, uh, cancellations, and, and possible postponements, but everything is still up in the air. So once again, if I am a, a, a senior in high school and I felt that I needed to take this, these tests one more time, wanted to get some numbers up here, uh, but it's, I can't find an opportunity to do that, how distressed should I be about it? You shouldn't be distressed. Again, because of the constraints that the COVID pandemic has placed on every area of life, including these testing associations, we're not gonna require an ACT or an SCTA score to be on file at the point of certification. This is limited to college-bound student athletes for spring 2020 and summer 2020, um, but this is a great example of the Eligibility Center working with our NCA membership committee structure to identify changes um, to the requirements that'll better accommodate our students in these unique situations. We're not removing the standardized test score from the initial eligibility standard. It's an exception for this year, spring 2020 and summer 2020. So ACT or SAT is not required to be on file this year. You touched on this briefly before, but let me come back to it in terms of, of the, the span of, of prospective student athletes that could be affected by this. What if I am, if I am watching this and I'm an international student mm -hmm. looking forward to coming to the United States and, and participating as a student athlete here, um, should I be alarmed? No, it's so nice to be a part of a good news conversation. We consider all students and wanted as many of our students as possible to benefit from the COVID-19 waiver relief. And so that waiver is available to all college-bound student-athletes expected to graduate this spring or summer 2020, and it's applicable to our domestic students, international students, and our homeschool students. What would you be saying? We've been talking about the student-athletes here, mm -hmm. and I am sure that there are anxious parents of student-athletes, as with the anxious student-athletes. You talked before about what the Eligibility Center does, what it's designed to do over the years. 
if, if I'm a parent and I'm reaching out to you and I'm saying, I'm just so upset for myself, for, for, for my son or daughter here because of this extraordinary disruption, what, what can you say to them that could possibly allay some of those fears? First and foremost, we are very aware of COVID-19 and its um, disruption, the uncertainty um, the changes that at this point seem not even to have a deadline of when things will get back to normal. What we've done is taken advantage of our governance process and our membership has rallied around making certain that students still have the opportunity um, to become eligible, compete, go to college. Uh, the Eligibility Center, we stand ready. We're ready to offer guidance and assistance and information to our parents, our students, our high schools, and, and of course, our athletic department administrators and coaches. Um, it's my hope that the efforts that we made will help to alleviate some of the uncertainty and position our student athletes to fulfill their dreams of attending college and competing in college sports. So for, for somebody who might have watched this or have heard about this and heard about the adaptations that are being made by the NCAA with regard to the Eligibility Center, uh, but they still have questions. Mm -hmm. For some reason, there's something else out there that, that they're considering or that they're uncertain about. What sort of advice can you give to them as to how they can get answers to their questions? Not only can you call the NCAA, um, the Eligibility Center, we've got a talented staff of folks ready to answer questions, advise, guide. Um, you can find us on our website. Uh, you can follow us in social media. But the other advice that I would give is the institution that you're considering attending and competing with, our athletic administrators, our compliance offices, our partners with us. Um, they know our system, they know about these changes, they're learning about them and really excited about them. And so I would say that pick up the phone, send us an email or visit with your um, compliance administrator on campus and get all the support and help you need. All right, well, Felicia Martin, NCAA Vice President for the Eligibility Center. Felicia, thank you. As we know, our, our, uh, our lives are changing, not just day to day, but moment to moment. And certainly at this juncture, information is essential to all of us and helping us adapt to all of this. So you've been very helpful in providing that information, I'm sure, giving people an opportunity to get some answers to their questions and also finding where they can go if they have additional questions that need to be answered. Felicia, thank you so much uh, for joining with us. And, and in the meantime, you stay real safe. We look forward to talking to you with you again real soon. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. That does it for this edition of Inside the NCAA. I'm Jack Ford. Thanks for joining us, and we'll look forward to talking with you again very soon. All of you, stay well. <music>